40, forgiveness. He went first to the throne room, but the king was not there. And so Despero slipped through a hole in the molding and was making his way to the princess's room when he came upon the mouse council, 13 mice and one very most honored head mouse, sitting around their piece of wood debating important mouse matters. Despero stopped and stood very still. Fellow honored mice, said the most honored head mouse, and then he looked up from the makeshift table and saw Despero. Despero, he whispered. The other mice of the council leaned forward, straining to make some sense of the word that the head mouse had just uttered. Pardon, said one. Excuse me, said another. I didn't hear right, said the third. I thought you said Despero. The head mouse gathered himself. He tried speaking again. Fellow members, he said, a ghost, a ghost. And he raised a shaking paw and pointed it at Despero. The other mice turned and looked, and there was Despero Tilling, covered in flour, looking back at them, the tell-tale red thread still around his neck like a thin trail of blood. Despero, said Lester's son, you have come back. Despero looked at his father and saw an old mouse whose fur was shot through with gray. How could that be? Despero had only been gone a few days, but his father seemed to have aged many years in his absence. Son, ghost of my son, said Lester, his whiskers trembling. I dream about you every night. I dream about beating the drum that sent you to your death. I was wrong. What I did was wrong. No, called the very honored head mouse. No, I've destroyed it, said Lester. I've destroyed the drum. Will you forgive me? He clasped his front paws together and looked at his son. No, shouted the head mouse again. No, do not ask the ghost to forgive you, Lester. You did as you should. You did what was best for the mouse community. Lester ignored the head mouse. Son, he said, please. Despero looked at his father, at his gray streaked fur and trembling whiskers, and his front paws clasped together in front of his heart, and he suddenly felt as if his own heart would break in two. His father looked so small, so sad. Forgive me, said Lester again. Forgiveness, readers, I think, something very much like hope and love, a powerful, wonderful thing, and a ridiculous thing, too. Isn't it ridiculous, after all, to say, think that a son could forgive his father for beating the drum that sent him to his death? Isn't it ridiculous to think that a mouse could ever forgive someone for such perfidy? But still, here are the words Despero Tilling spoke to his father. He said, I forgive you, Pa. And he said those words because he sensed it was the only way to save his own heart, to stop it from breaking in two. Despero Reader spoke those words to save himself. And then he turned from his father and spoke to the whole mouse council. You were wrong, he said, all of you. You asked me to renounce my sins. I ask you to renounce yours. You wronged me. Repent. Never, said the head mouse. Despero stood before the mouse council and he realized he was a different mouse than he had been the last time he faced them. He had been to the dungeon and back up out of it. He knew things they would never know. What they thought of him that he realized did not matter. Not at all. And so, without saying another word, Despero turned and left the room. After he was gone, the head mouse slapped his trembling paw on the table. Mice of the council, he said, we have been paid a visit by a ghost who has told us to repent. We will now take a vote. All in favor of saying that this visit did not occur, vote aye. And from the members of the mouse council, there came a tiny but emphatic chorus of eyes. Only one mouse said nothing. That mouse was Despero's father. Lester Tilling had turned his head away from the other members of the mouse council. He was trying to hide his tears. He was crying, reader, because he had been forgiven. Chapter 41. The Tears of a King. Despero found the king in the peas room, sitting on his daughter's bed, clutching the tapestry of her life to his chest. He was weeping, although weeping is really too small a word for the activity the king had undertaken. 
Tears were cascading from his eyes. A small puddle had formed at his feet. I am not exaggerating. The king, it seemed, was intent on crying himself a river. Reader, have you ever seen a king cry? When the powerful are made weak, when they are revealed to be human, to have hearts, their diminishment is nothing short of terrifying. And you can be sure that Despero was terrified, absolutely. But he spoke up anyway. Sir, said the mouse to the king. But the king did not hear him. And as Despero watched, King Philip dropped the tapestry and took his great golden crown from his lap and used it to beat himself on the chest over and over again. The king, as I have already mentioned, had several faults. He was nearsighted. He made ridiculous, unreasonable, difficult to enforce laws. And much in the way of Miguri Sow, he was not exactly the sharpest knife in the drawer. But there was one extraordinary, wonderful, admirable thing about the king. He was a man who was able and willing to love with the whole of his heart. And just as he had loved the queen with the whole of his heart, so too he loved his daughter with the whole of it, even more than the whole. He loved the princess P with every particle of his, of his being, and she had been taken from him. But what Despero had come to say to the king had to be said, and so he tried again. Excuse me, he said. He wasn't certain, really, of how a mouse should address a king. Sir did not seem like a big enough word. Despero thought about it for a long moment. He cleared his throat. He spoke as loudly as he was capable of speaking. Excuse me, most very honored head person? King Philip stopped beating his crown around his chest. He looked around the room. Down here, most very honored head person, said Despero. King, tears still falling from his eyes, looked at the floor. He squinted. Is that a bug speaking to me, he asked? No, said Despero, a mouse. We met before. A mouse, bellowed the king. A mouse is one step removed from a rat. Sir, said Despero, most very honored head person, please, you have to listen to me. This is important. I know where your daughter is. You do, said the king. He sniffed. He blew his nose on his royal cloak. Where, he said. And he bent over to look more closely at Despero. One tear, two tears, three enormous king-sized tears fell with an audible plop onto Despero's head and rolled down his back, washing away the white of the flower and revealing his own brown fur. Sir, most very honored head person, sir, said Despero as he wiped the king's tears out of his own eyes. She's in the dungeon. Liar, said the king. He sat back up. I knew it. All rodents are liars and thieves. She's not in the dungeon. My men have searched the dungeon. But no one really knows the dungeon except the rats, sir. There are thousands of places where she could be hiding and only the rats would know. Your men would never be able to find her if the rats do not want her found. Ah, said the king, and he clapped his hands over his ears. Do not speak to me of rats and what they know, he shouted. Rats are illegal. Rats are against the law. There are no rats in my kingdom. They do not exist. Sir, most very honored head person, that is not true. Hundreds of rats live in the dungeon of this castle. One of them has taken your daughter, and if you will send... The king started humming. I can't hear you, he stopped to shout. I cannot hear you. And anyway, what you say is wrong because you are a rodent and therefore a liar. He started to hum again, and then he stopped and said, I have hired fortune tellers and a magician. They are coming from a distant land. They will tell me where my daughter is. They will speak the truth. A mouse cannot speak the truth. I am telling you the truth, said Despero. I promise. But the king would not listen. He sat with his hands over his ears. He hummed loudly. Big, fat tears rolled down his face and fell to the floor. Despero sat and stared at him in dismay. What should he do now? He put a nervous paw up to his neck and pulled at the red thread. And suddenly his dream came flooding back to him, the dark and the light and the knight swinging his sword and the terrible moment when he had realized the suit of armor was empty. And then, reader, as he stood before the king, a wonderful, amazing thought occurred to the mouse. 
What if the suit of armor had been empty for a reason? What if it was empty because it was waiting for him? You know me. That was what the knight in the dream had said. Yes, said Despero out loud in wonder. I do know you. I can't hear you, said the king. I'll have to do it myself, said the mouse. I'll be the knight in charting armor. There's no other way. It has to be me. Despero turned. He left the weeping king and he went to find the threadmaster.